Boom. Lads Unfiltered, 63. 63. Now, now that I listen to this other podcast, the one that you introduced me to, like oh, uh, uh, Anything Better, yeah, Bill Burr, Paul Verzi. Yeah, so funny. And then every single episode that they do in front, they'll always like do famous people that wore that number. Yeah, and you know who you're thinking of right now, who's number 63. Who's 63? Brad Marchand. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn. To be fair, that's probably the only person I wear 63 of significance. The only one that I can think of. I'm not as well-versed in sports as those two guys, those two knuckleheads. Yeah. But, yeah, 63. That's a good good player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, the last time I spoke to you, in between that time, I managed to go out into the public. Like, not just to eat out at a restaurant or whatever. Went to a TFC game. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it's pretty, um, it's kind of surreal. And people were going in. You have, you have to cross under a bridge on, a, on the gold tunnel yes. to get from exhibition to Liberty Village. Yeah, I know that one. Um, so typically, TFC game, everyone parks on the uh, north side of the track, so then you have to go underneath. And people kind of get hyped. And the Arkells were playing at Budweiser stage. And I think everyone's just like, it felt like it's a normal two-year gold you know saturday yeah like if i didn't know any better it would have been the same you know i guess people walking outdoors do not wear masks right yeah it's not until you walk into the court into the stadium mm-hmm. that you have to kind of put on your mask before you get to your seat so paint me a picture of this i know i know what the walk to the stadium is like because i've been to a, f- a few games um are they at full capacity within the stadium is it like half capacity is there vaccinated non-vaccinated sections mm-hmm. No, definitely not even 50%, I don't think. Capacity. Yeah, capacity. So you pretty much, I think, I'm not sure how they designed the system. Obviously, you can. Um, With the ticket in, if you're a season ticket holder, then you get dibs to get tickets this year, right? You kind of Mm -hmm. buy it on a single basis. Yeah. Um, And then if you buy it, you have to sit within that block. So I think you can buy one one season ticket holder account can buy four tickets. Mm -hmm. So you have blocks of four. And then in between, they'll put, I think, either one seat or two seat in between you guys. Right. Um, so that's how they did it. But when, yeah, I was checking it out because we sat right in the middle of the field. So I had a good view. Mm-hmm. Um, like when you're looking up behind, we're in the lower bowl and you're looking up, up at the lower, upper bowl. It looks kind of full. Yeah. Just because you can't really see whatever the missing chairs would be, right? But then yeah. when you look across to the other side on the other opposite stands, yeah. it's actually pretty well spaced out up top, especially up top. Um, but yeah, so, like, so the crowd looks sparse. It looks like an Argos game. Yeah, but but still, it's still, yeah, well, definitely more than an Argos game. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just, it was kind of crazy. What does the supporter section look like? Because I know that section is just packed and rowdy. What does it look like now? Uh, spaced out, but oh. but they're still loud. Yeah, they're still singing. Again, it's it's fairly cl- singing is against COVID rules. You're not supposed to sing. I thought they took that out. <laughs> I, I don't even yeah. know. But, yeah, people are just hanging out, just doing whatever. A lot of people do put on the mask. i probably say, like, a good 90%. Mm. Um, people are putting on the mask, and they're actually observing it. Because sometimes you have to see some random person who's not wearing it, and you're like, fuck it. Fuck this person. It yeah. doesn't matter. Mm. <laughs> Let's just get the fuck out of his way as soon as possible, right? Yeah. Um, but it was pretty hype. It was nice to get out. And then when we're driving back home, we took King King West, mm-hmm. heading up to Spadina. Yeah. 
And you know how Kim West is like the new spot right now, right? Yep. It was so busy. Yeah. Like all the patios were like packed. You know, the sidewalks were packed. You you can't, you know, distance yourself yeah. you know, on, on the sidewalk um, in comparison to like uh, 10 months ago. You can walk, you can... Yeah. <laughs> You can walk down the street without even opening your eyes. It, but it might be another conversation for another day. But the way King West was gentrified into like this hip spot to be, King West used to be a place that you didn't want to be ever. Yeah. Right. So, another topic for another day. Yeah. Yeah. But it, I was in a gentrified section, obviously, yeah. and it was pretty packed, and the city felt pretty felt alive. Mm. Sounds like a perfect day. Sounds like you had a perfect experience at the, the game. Yeah, because it's been like seven days. Yeah. And I have no symptoms, so I'm yeah. good. But yeah, like you were asking about the whole vaccinated or not yeah. vaccinated. Mm-hmm. No. You don't know. You go in there and I asking mm-hmm. you this question like, hey, are you vaxxed or are you not vaxxed? Because you don't need to, right? So mm-hmm. I could have been sitting behind some people that weren't vaxxed. Mm-hmm. But I know they're vaxxed because they're... Fu- well, I don't know. Do young people get vaxxed? I don't know. I mean, they do other V words. They vape. Yeah. Maybe if you put the vaccine in a vape, you'll take it. <laughs> but yeah, you you wouldn't know. But it's it's a younger crowd. But mm-hmm. that's another story too. Just like that's one thing I don't like about live sporting events. It's where you have to listen to other jackass. Probably someone two rows ahead of us, probably saying the same shit about us. Yeah. But when, when we talk, when we talk shit in the stands. But we, we're not talking shit like in the, as in that person sucks and this quality of play is garbage. Mm-hmm. Not garbage in terms of like, you know, our team is garbage. Like how mm-hmm. we watch the Leafs, sometimes you might be, oh, fuck, our team is garbage. Yeah. Kind of stuff, right? But it's not. They're saying like overall the quality of the game, of the sport and event is garbage. Like the athletes, we're all garbage. Okay. And I was just like, who the fuck comes here to shit on, shit on like professional athletes? Yeah. When I look at it, they can come in here and beat us up. Like I'm sitting so close, I can see that they're they're a specimen, man. They're like six feet tall. Yeah, most of them are six feet tall. And I'm like, dude, this is crazy. There's no way I can ever run with these people. And, and I and I have this hipster behind me who's from U- the UK because yes. he has this thick ass accent with his girlfriend beside him who's like, oh, I don't know jack shit about the sport, mm-hmm. but I love hearing you talk about how great you are and how how better you are than than these people just because you were born in the UK. Maybe it's the same shit how we think, like, we're good at hockey. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I I can speak for myself and say no. Definitely I'm not going on the ice and beating any of, like, you know, fourth-line, fifth-line grinders. No way. <laughs> yeah, no way. Right? But does someone from the U.K. in the year 2021 even have the right to talk about soccer? <laughs> no. Right? Yeah. When's the last time they won anything? It's true. There, right? They have the, the Premier League. I mean, one of the, the biggest... Uh, football leagues in the world i mean but that's just a location where it operates mm-hmm. right like and what, most of the players there are like foreigners yep they're international players so what has that person done what has that person achieved to be able to talk shit i know we talk shit <laughs> yeah. all right i know we talk shit on sports you know athletes nba nhl whatever but i don't think anyone's under the impression that they can go out there and like perform better no or way. that you know, there might be a better league than MLS. Like, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. But you're here at the game and you paid money to be at the game. Yeah. Like, why are you talking shit on it? Yeah, it's just like him and his friend, his buddy, a, a group of four. And the other guy probably doesn't really watch, you know, mm-hmm. soccer as well. Doesn't know jack shit. But they're just yelling, you suck. You wow. suck. I'm like, dude, 
what's with this vibe, yo? Why you come come to a sporting event, especially times like these here? You haven't, you know, you yeah. suck. I, I guess you, you can tell them that, you know, they suck when they do something bad. Yeah. But if they're just playing the game, it's like, dude, what the fuck are you, like, yelling you suck for? British people love being hooligans at sporting events. Just yelling out obscenities, like, be, being a bit cheeky. Uh, you know, yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, just having a laugh. Stuff like that. I don't know. Dude, that's exactly what he said. Yeah. And exactly <laughs> what he sounded like. Like, I, I don't know what goes to these people's minds when they're just out there just talking shit on people, but it might be that imperialist bloodline. Yeah. I just think, like, if you're so you're from the UK and you're so badass, why'd you immigrate here and watch this <laughs> game, like this quality game? Yeah. If, like, your, your you know, local area soccer team plays better than these guys, mm-hmm. why not just go to, go there? And just chill out but you couldn't make it there so now you have to fucking go somewhere else <laughs> yeah you had to come to the colonies to uh enjoy uh us playing the inherited sport mm-hmm. which our women's national team likely plays better than yours 100 percent because yeah. they won yeah they won i don't know if the uk team was even in the tournament i'm actually more curious like in soccer there is like a huge initiative with the whole women uh movement mm-hmm. they're pushing it towards like um, you know how it's a big deal here with the WNBA, right? Is it? Well, it, it, well, it's not like a big deal in, in that perspective. Like a lot of people are watching, but it's a mm-hmm. big deal to kind of drum up like attention for the league. Yeah. And you, you hear like the NBA like every single time because like they're trying to pump that up too, right? Mm-hmm. Revenue stream or whatever. But at the same time, they want to. I think they might have like some kind of share with it. I mm-hmm. assume. So they're trying to kind of pump that that league up. But then when you think of like women's soccer you don't hear about these leagues but there's a, a whole lot more out there yeah because you're not having more than like one WNBA type of league like definitely not this league as it is is barely surviving yeah so and you're not going to have more than one but you're right from a women's professional soccer perspective I don't even know what the league is no but they're pretty progressive like mm-hmm. a lot of these big teams like an EPL like you mentioned Mm-hmm. We'll have a women's affiliate. Yeah. So it'll be like, say, Chelsea has, has like, a female team. Mm-hmm. Um, Liverpool, you know, PSG. And a lot of these players from from Canada mm-hmm. actually play in the European leagues. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's pretty impressive. You don't hear about it. They don't try and draw it out. They just go there and do their thing. Like, the big league, you know, players, these clubs mm-hmm. can afford to pay these, you know, women a decent salary. Yeah. Like an athlete, like, at least six figures. Oh, Yeah. I would imagine, right? Like, you're not playing for, like, 48K yeah. or whatever. That's pretty good. And, you know, that kind of sets an example. Obviously, they're in a, a unique circumstance with that sport to be able to uh, have that support and make that money where WNBA just doesn't have the it factor to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's good that there is a focus on uh, women's soccer. Um, and I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm just saying hopefully that can motivate more young people to join. And, you know, it serves as kind of a motivator from that perspective where other leagues might not. Yeah. Just because of the lack of exposure and the constant bitching. I mean, like, they have to bitch, right? I mean, (laughs) you would bitch too. Just, I just don't know if they're justified in the bitching, right, about the salaries and 
some of the accommodations at the tournaments and stuff. Like they showed like the men's room versus oh, like, yeah. the women's room. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The NCAA. Mm. It's crazy. But um, yeah, it's, it's good for them. Fuck, well, that was a complete tangent. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, we always do that. Yeah, I was just like looking back. Where the hell did we get? Like, yeah. How did we get here? You were bitching about <laughs> the people who are bitching out the players, right? Yeah. And then, you, yeah. <laughs> Craziness there. So, the most recent stuff that's happening in the news that kind of got, got us to come together earlier. Yeah. Is the U.S.-Afghan pullout. Again, yes. it's, it's hilarious because I sent you the meme. Yeah. <laughs> About two weeks ago, we yeah. were talking about climate change and shit. Yeah. And then now we are geopolitical specialists. Yeah, we're, we're the experts now. There's like <laughs> this meme, like, I forget what the meme is like. It's like, send me to Afghanistan and I'll have it solved in two weeks, starter pack. <laughs> yeah. And it's like a guy with like the, the Oakley sunglasses, like the monster <laughs> energy drink. Yeah, he eats that Guy Fury. Yeah. <laughs> kind of looks like Guy Fury, too. Yeah. Yeah, so they got flame tattoos. I was looking forward to this topic, you know, this 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 afternoon or this evening. I was out like in the backyard watering the plants. Um, heard my neighbors going to doing their prayer. Yeah, in the the backyard. Oh so yeah, they're doing their uh, their Islam prayer in the backyard. And I threw two pork chops on the grill and fired <laughs> it up. And I'm like, I mean, I got to eat, right? You no should've. offense. <laughs> You should have probably dropped. <laughs> you should have probably dropped some bacon on, on that grill as well. <laughs> probably, you know, like have a little grease fire going on. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, just a little humor there. Um, yes, uh, Afghanistan is on the top of everyone's mind. It's it's an absolute clusterfuck. It's the craziest. Like, I don't know if you saw those videos that I sent you, or if I was the first one to send you those videos. Yeah. The one with with people running and trying to hang it off, I, like, the aircraft. I saw it. And then the second video is just, like, a black pixel falling through the sky. Yeah. That's some crazy-ass shit. Like, yeah. You, 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 we've heard about it. This has been talked about for a couple of months now, this whole withdrawal. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's just, like, the Taliban just came out of nowhere. I, I didn't care about them. And all of a sudden, now they're they're the hot topic. Yeah. I mean, they've been around Right. So, I mean, first of all, the people that were clinging onto the plane and getting run over by a plane and falling off planes, like you got to think these people are so desperate. First of all, have any of them ever really seen a plane before and know how a plane works? I'm not <laughs> yeah. trying to make fun of them. I'm really not. Yeah. But, but they're going to die. Imagine. They're going to yeah. die. Like you're hanging onto the outside of the plane and it's going to take off and go to like what? How, how high do planes fly? Like 10,000 feet? Okay, twenty thousand feet. You're gonna die. Like it's gonna be so cold. It's more. Right? It's more so like. Is America only exporting their culture by giving them Mission Impossible, where, yeah. where like Tom Cruise is hanging off the back of a tri- like an aircraft carrier? I think similar to this, tra- you know, military aircraft carrier. They may have watched that over and over again on VHS to get ready for this mission. But you know, um, joke inside there. O- but obviously, it's crazy. obviously, it's sad. Uh, to see people reach that level of desperation, there was people that were handing a baby over a fence. Yeah. To um, U.S. military. Yeah. And the doctors had to treat the baby and like give the baby back. Like we're not bringing; they're not bringing uh, unattended uh, children to the U.S. Yeah. Right. 
So this, who's gonna who's gonna be responsible for these people? Not the people who are putting kids in cages in the U.S. So yeah, I wouldn't want that. Just make sure they don't land in that state. That's it. Straight in. De- definitely not. But overall, a, a tough situation. Um, I don't know if it's my place to ask you what's your take. Like, can you even have a take? I no, because I don't know. Look. It's obviously some shit that's gone on for a long time, like mm-hmm. way past our time. And it's not just like a most recent thing, but like our entire adult life, like when 9-11 happened, we were grade 10. Yeah, we were in school. Yeah. And all the rumor mill started. Like, Do oh, you remember that day? I remember that day and people were saying, oh, the Pentagon, Pentagon got bombed. Yeah. People were saying all sorts of random stuff. It's not until I got home that I figured out what actually happened. Did you know what the World Trade Center was? No. No, same. I had zero idea. Yeah. Like, if you showed me the skyline up until that point, they would have yeah. just been a building up, up there. <laughs> um, yeah, I remember, I think, I must have gotten out of class, the first class, early or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Hugo was there. And he told me, like, oh, 9-11 happened. Or, like, some stuff went in. And, and airplanes went into a building. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. And then you go to Woodside because we didn't have phones and we didn't have <laughs> internet back then, right? Yeah. People, yeah, like the rumors, people are just like talking crazy in, in at the start of a class kind of stuff. People just spreading all these crazy what, what they heard. Mm-hmm. We just went across the street, you know, back in Woodside Square. They mm-hmm. had that um, independent VHS home system yeah. beside the KFC. Yeah. That store. That store was like playing all like CP24 or whatever the news equivalent at that time. Yeah. And I was just standing there watching and he's just like, he looks at me, he's like, it's crazy. I'm like, shit is crazy, yo. Mm. I don't know if I saw the the building collapse. Mm-hmm. I don't think I was there. I think I went, I was in class at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And yeah. I just imagine like, shit, I'm like 35 now. It took legit 20 years yes. for them to get the fuck out. Yeah, and it's been a crazy history. But it's the longest war in U.S. history. Mm-hmm. Like, think about all the wars that U.S. has been involved in. World War One, World War Two, Civil War. Yeah. Um, you know, they fought in the Spanish-American War, Korean War, Vietnam War, Gulf War. All of those wars. U.S. loves war. That's, yeah. That's a common theme. Um but they initially went there under like false grounds like afghanistan was aiding al-qaeda and osama bin laden mm-hmm. who was responsible or the leader uh of the 9-11 attacks but most of the attackers were saudi so they yeah. didn't really do anything with saudi arabia they just said okay we're gonna go and have a mission in afghanistan to remove al-qaeda yeah and by tw- uh, 2003 they declared victory. I think you remember, like the air, the the, the hangar, yeah. like mission accomplished. Yeah. Donald Rumsfeld said we did it, and for all accounts and purposes, they did pretty much um, reduce Al Qaeda to like very very minimal numbers. Yeah, well, I think people always mix up like up until most recently. I always assume Al Qaeda or Al Qaeda is the same as Taliban. Yeah. They're, yeah, they're pretty much the same. They just have different names, mm-hmm. and people just use different names to call it, right? 
and then I realized it's not. It's not no. even the same shit. No, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, because uh, they captured like Osama bin Laden a yeah. couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and they killed him, dropped him off in the sea. This <laughs> <laughs> so is like shit. This guy doesn't get. They didn't even bring it, bother bringing home the head or anything. Man became fish food. I, I don't even know what's fact or fiction with that. But Taliban, they had they had formed the government of Afghanistan before U.S. came in, and looks like they're going to be forming the government of Afghanistan at this point now with mm-hmm. the. U.S. propped established government being kind of overthrown. Yeah. Right? Um, but really with this situation now, it's like a, between a rock and a hard place. Because Donald Trump said, we're getting out in May. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Yeah. Right? He wasn't going to be president anymore. Right? <laughs> I don't know if he knew. I don't know when he announced it. Yeah. Um, but there was a chance that he wasn't going to be president. Let's just say that. Can you imagine? Could it have been worse? <laughs> It could, have been, Trump. it could have been much worse if Trump and his cronies were in charge of it. Um, you know, is and Biden pushed it back a few months. Is is this administration doing a good job of it? No. Um, can you blame them? Sure. Right there, he's the president. Mm-hmm. Right, he has to take the blame for what's happening now, which is advantageous to the other political party. I think that's kind of the political game that's being played now yeah it is yeah joe biden showing weakness yeah i mean he's he's showing weakness at a point where u.s has been there for 20 years and you just have to leave right yeah um right now he's blaming trump for setting the date early and not having the support and all of that kind of stuff so he's blaming trump for uh, the situation that's happening now, not arranging for the refugees to get out. Mm-hmm. Trump is laughing at Biden, and the Republicans are laughing at Biden. No one's talking about George W. Bush. No one. <laughs> yeah. Him and Dick Cheney are the reason why the U.S. and all the allies, let's not forget, Canada's there, UK is there. We kind of often overlook that. Um, but no one's mentioning Bush at all, which is it's, it's wrong. It's criminal. Yeah, everyone kind of likes Bush now. The internet likes Bush. They dance in Bush. Yeah. Like, you know, who dances at a funeral? George Bush? It's fucking crazy, man. Like, I, I, I can't imagine how much he's whitewashed his his image. Yeah, that's true. I don't know if he even purposely did it. Mm-hmm. Or is he just being his true self at this point? Well, I mean... Do paints. Not the brightest guy. So, I mean, if he gets to just be free and paint and go on Ellen and dance and just I don't know my mom says he's just such a kind soul I'm like he is a warmonger and a war criminal like you can't yeah. you can't forget that I was I was mentioning the other day like he goes on Ellen does a dance and now Ellen is more vilified than him <laughs> yeah. like because Ellen was mean to her staff yeah but she wasn't mean <laughs> to like George Bush <laughs> no she wasn't mean to George Bush and she didn't invade a country so <laughs> Two countries, actually. U.S. invaded Iraq yeah. while they were in Afghanistan. They pulled troops out of Afghanistan to go to Iraq to topple Saddam Hussein. Yeah. This can be like a conspiracy, you know, slippery slope here. It's just like you, you imagine, is it just an overreaction just emotionally at that moment in time? You know, the 9-11 happens. Mm-hmm. You find the first person, the link to it. Mm-hmm. 
like how long did they take it? It was just Al Qaeda coming out, Osama bin Laden sitting in his cave, just saying, "We did it." <laughs> it could have been a race. It's like it's like the fucking YouTube call comment section first. Yeah. Yeah. We'll just type in first. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Part of it is kind of shady. You don't know like who arranged what, who's responsible for what, and all the research is all classified, so you'll never know like mm-hmm. what decisions went into it. Um, they didn't go after Saudi Arabia. Let's just say that um, they shut down all air traffic, but planes were allowed to go to Saudi Arabia. Um, but what Saudi Arabia has OPEC, right? Yeah. That's like the oil. Yes, you, you can't shut that shut that down. Definitely not shut that down and i don't think you have a chance of taking it over either yeah um i don't know i mean the motivations were kind of suspect to begin with um certainly you have to score political points yeah right you have to be strong and you have to be patriotic and show how america comes together and fights against Mm -hmm. terrorists um there's a lot of sweeping changes that got brought in as a result of 9-11 the enhanced security policies, probably the more restrictive um, immigration and yep. refugees. Um, uh, Was it the TSA? Evaluation, TSA, take off your shoes, take off your belt, Fuck no it. liquids. Ever miss a flight <clears throat> to U.S.? Because you have to pass through this fucking security and like yeah. Lester B. Pearson? Fuck that. It's all because of one guy lit his shoes on fire. Yeah. Um all of that's kind of haphazard. The reason for going to Iraq was also haphazard. Let's not forget that the U.S. gave the weapons to the Taliban. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, the Taliban, um, um, maybe not the Taliban, because the Taliban was formed in the 90s, but um, Afghan rebels who were fighting against the Soviets yeah. in the 80s. So they're saying how like the Soviets had all these fancy ass you know tanks and all that shit mm. but like that place is just like mountainous yeah range right like your your nine feet tank isn't gonna cross this bridge definitely not that holds like a donkey and a mule and that strategy hasn't worked right um you know now the taliban is in possession of all the the abandoned equipment from the from the u.s and from the afghan forces who switch apparently switch sides so biden did a lot of blaming of the Afghan forces, too. Yeah. He also blamed the Afghan president who peaced out. Yeah. <laughs> he peaced out, and all he did was give a Facebook message <laughs> afterwards, right? Um, so the U.S. gave <laughs> the, the US gave the weapons, you know, at that time to fight the Soviets, and we're surprised to see a new force rise up in the 90s, um, mm-hmm. th- not to their liking, but you help fund and train these people. And, I mean, you kind of reap what you sow from that perspective. Yeah. But, uh, go ahead. Like, doing, reading into, like, the Taliban, just because trying to figure out what's the difference between, like, Al-Qaeda and all that, Mm because you hear in the news sometimes, the last couple of years, it's like Al-Qaeda's voice is, you know, is is so weak right now compared Mm -hmm. to, like, ISIS or something like that. ISIS is, like, on the rise. Al-Qaeda is, you know, falling behind. And then you hear about, like, Taliban again. I was using Al-Qaeda and Taliban interchangeably. Yeah. Uh, and then you hear, like, you know, the Taliban took over all the country, like, took over all the territories in yeah. less than a week. Like, since the troops started, like, kind of withdrawing back to, like, 
the what's that um, city like Kabul? Kabul, uh, yeah. yeah, Kabul, yeah. And then they're taking over everything. So I was looking into where it came from, and they're saying it's it's essentially in the Soviet war, they were like all all the women and all the kids and the babies had to flee, mm-hmm. and Afghanistan's right beside Pakistan. Yep. So they fleed right into like Pakistan took them all in. Yep. But then they were set up in these like uh, refugee camps, um, you know, boarded off, and they had those like white refugee tanks, uh, you know, covering. Yeah. Um, so they're saying like all you know the men stayed behind to fight against the Soviets, while like everyone else, like all the kids. So that's one whole generation that just like went to went over to Pakistan and grew mm-hmm. up there. Mm-hmm. And Pakistan's a Islamic uh, country. Yep. Same with mostly Afghanistan. As well. uh, I don't know, actually. Yes. Hold on. Let me pull yes. back. Yeah. Yes. Okay. But, um, <laughs> 99% Islamic. Yeah. But it's, there's like a, a degree, right? Like a variant degree. Like some Islamic folk was like very hardcore by the books. Yeah. Versus the other ones a little bit more yeah, like yeah. progressive. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming like Afghanistan prior to Soviet trying to take it over was more on the progressive side you know you do do your prayers kind of stuff but you kind of live a more modern life Mm -hmm. um but yeah so they're saying all those kids grew up in those uh refugee camps they were later on brought into like all the all the churches like the islamic is it is it islamic church or temple it's a mosque it's a mosque yes so they went there to get taught and then those guys kind of indoctrinated them into this hardcore islamic thing and then you know, they they push back, like you said, like in the nineties. You know, they were able to come in because like Soviet collapsed, so no one's in there. They come in and and they just take it over. So that's like how it, how it happened. Yes, it's a history of other powers leaving power vacuums, um, where other people feel alienated and gain that groundswell of support to come back in and be a legitimate governing governing force. Right, the Taliban has legitimacy. Yeah, like you know, a lot of people are scared. I think Russia right? and China already said they they recognize them. Like they have their embassy yeah. in there. Well, the Taliban actually controlled various territories, even like before Trump announced this this whole pullout. Yeah, they controlled a, a large part of Afghanistan. Um, maybe not the capital city, mm-hmm. but they controlled you know bits and pieces of Afghanistan, a good chunk of it. And then you know once the announcement of the withdrawal got announced and the deal trump struck with the taliban basically don't attack us while we leave (laughs) right um they got ready to take over right so this is not just something that happened within you know one or two weeks they were ready yeah there was a deal in place to not attack like why would they attack the taliban doesn't have planes they don't have tanks yeah right they may have some you know military force they don't have the firepower the U.S. said, "If you attack us, we're gonna we're gonna attack you. We're gonna kill you." Yeah, yeah. Right. So they they were smart. They're like, "Okay, wait until the U.S. leaves, mm-hmm. and then we'll just take over again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Much to the dismay of a lot of people who don't agree with that those fundamentalist politics and the policies, women and children. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they never thought about the day of having to leave. That's, and they actually believe that the U.S. were there to, to stay and help and prop this, you know, more modern society. Dude, that's fucking classic, though, right? I mean, 20 years, you didn't have an exit strategy. No, you, you had an exit strategy, but not helping, A, the interpreters, right? The interpreters that helped you yeah. for the whole mission. 
any of the other aid that helped you, uh, Afghani people that helped you, there's no process to get them out. Yeah. Right? Because they're, they're dead. They're a sitting target. They're a sitting duck mm-hmm. uh, while they're there. You, you would have thought we could have figured out a way to get them expedited out. Like, the refugee process is crazy. Yeah. Right now, it's so restrictive and it's so hard to get out. I don't, I don't think they're even flying them into the U.S. Yeah, they may be flying them to a neighboring country or something. Yeah. Right? Because um, that process, the official process takes forever. I think Canada probably is a little easier. Yeah. Right? But we should probably be worried about our own helpers, right? The people who are helping us. Yeah. Um, you know, that's just one of the craziest things that people kind of forgot. And, you know, Joe Biden was saying, oh, this was never a peacekeeping mission. Right, this is not a nation building mm-hmm. mission. He's right. Right, it wasn't supposed to be nation building. Yeah, because <clears throat> U.S. has never been about like nation building. Yeah, if you think about it, like they're not the more traditional when you think of like a colonial power, mm-hmm. like the British, the the U, France, yeah. Spain. You know, they actually go in there. And set up their own government, yeah, ruling that land, and they saw that there's such a huge bureaucratic liability mm-hmm. that's or strain on the whole system that that's what you know that's how it partially kind of collapsed for like all these colonial powers. Yeah, the U.S. is not about nation building; they're more about military strategy. They have why, bases. I mean, why is the U.S. in Guam? What do they have to do with Guam? Well, Guam had like good old bat shit. Yeah. It's like a fertilizer. So they needed to bring it back and then they're fertilizing it. Is that really but, it? Or is that something to do with fighting the Japanese? That was early on. Like, actually, yeah. if you look it up, mm-hmm. I re- recall listening and reading up on it a little bit. Mm. It is like how, because it's rich with bat shit, like over oh. like centuries of bat shit. So they went in there to, to take it and extract it as a fertilizer. But at the sounds, same time, it's a strategic spot, yeah. right? So sounds like coronavirus waiting to happen. <laughs> uh but yeah, like that's now. You, now you got a thought on like soil breakdown. So we were talking but, uh, about not. It's not. It's not about nation building. The yeah. U.S. came in and set up set up democracy. Right. Yeah. They had their first uh, dem- democratic election in I think two thousand and three. Yeah. Um, and they elected a democratically elected government. Not sure how legitimately that government ran and how well they did things there because the Taliban still had like pockets of loyalty mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah. Right. They were seen as a more legitimate alternative to the corruption that and corruption follows governments. Yeah. It's, it's inherent. Um, but the Taliban still had legitimacy after that point. But, you know, Biden said it's, it wasn't about nation building as they didn't do anything to, to not hide. They didn't do anything to, convince people it wasn't about nation building Mm -hmm. because people that's what people think right like you're in afghanistan all you know who could you be fighting could you you actually be fighting all over afghanistan you must be helping build a beautiful democracy Mm -hmm. you always make that joke about the u.s like we're going to give you democracy and they fly over with you know 500 drones (laughs) yeah bomb a wedding yeah that's so i watched this film Restrepo? I don't know if you heard of it. Um, it just basically follows a company like or a military group 
that was sent in there to mm-hmm. kind of fight in in the spot called it's a valley somewhere uh Korangal Valley mm-hmm. of eastern Afghanistan yeah and it's just a mountain and they're sent in there to tell them like hey you need to kind of drive out Taliban mm-hmm. influence how the fuck are you supposed to tell what a Taliban looks like they're not dressed yeah. in a uniform walking around all definitely day definitely right? not so they have basically it's like they landed on a spot and they started digging like they dug the ground and they have big ass bags and you just throw dirt over it and it becomes a wall so yeah. then like you know the enemy can't shoot at you mm-hmm. so they built themselves a mini base down there where the taliban fighters couldn't reach them and then every day they would just try and like go out to the village and try and you know talk to the elders and tell them like hey we're here to help you know, we're here to like, you know, help us drive out Taliban. Then we can help you develop this area. You know, you guys can have jobs and shit. And then, you know, you guys can make money. Mm-hmm. But then I was thinking, why the fuck do these people care about having a job? Yeah. <laughs> they got to fucking take care of their land. They got to fucking take care of their crops. They got a farm. They got right? a farm. Exactly. Why the fuck do they want? Why are you assuming walking in there that they want what you want, what you're provided? In, in some Nation building, right? In some ways, um, the goals and the not the goals, the methods of the Taliban align more with the people than this whole freedom and democracy thing. Mm-hmm. So, Taliban is funded largely from the opium trade, poppy growing, yeah, right? poppy farming, but that employs various people across Afghanistan, mm-hmm. right? U.S. was about to come in and try to destroy like all those crops yeah similar to what they did in vietnam destroy all the jungle cover destroy the rice fields Mm -hmm. all that stuff right so really right now by trying to hurt the taliban you're hurting the common folk Mm -hmm. that's a way that you kind of lose um legitimacy you lose that ability to convince people but while you're talking about these like private contractors coming in like you've worked in, you know, various places uh, with contractors. Yeah. Right. These IT contractors, these contract people. I mean, what are what are contractors' main goal? Make money. Make money. They yeah. don't give a shit about the company. Yeah. Right. They're there to see as to to see as much money going to their pockets as possible. Isn't that what this war is all about? Military contractors. So let's not pretend that it was all like people signing up, U.S. Army recruits, good old boys that just want to like fight for their nation and and make a difference and be all you can be. This is about military contractors. Your Blackwaters, uh, Halliburton, who was owned by Dick Cheney, too, um, to make money for 20 years. So they have professional soldiers. Basically, Pay pay for soldiers, pay for and the whole industry is around that. So it's you know all the machinery, the paid uh, militia, all of that is has been propped up for twenty years. Why else would you keep a war going for that long? Yeah, right. It's for the profit of those contractors. That's really what it's all about, and it's what more people should be paying attention to and focusing on. But are you, yeah, okay. There's that. But then, are you saying they're pulling? Part of them pulling out, which I think it's probably true, is it's more so because it costs so much yeah, to it, fucking fight there. It costs a lot because the U.S. is paying these private contractors yeah. a premium to build the equipment, 
to send the forces over there. Um, not to mention, you know, their own army that they have to fund and send over there. I told you contractors don't care. They yeah. really don't care. So if the U.S. was about nation building, I couldn't trust a contractor to nation build. Yeah, that's true. The fuck? Like, yeah, you don't build a culture with a contractor. Definitely not. So they were only there to enrich themselves, and by all means they did. If you have a look at some of those stocks and the performance, it like went up by like five times Yeah, during the war. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's more like you're shooting rockets, you're sending out, you're flying, like you said, like contracting out militias. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess part of it is still like basic army or marine stuff like that. But then, yeah, like the stuff that we don't hear about, it's obviously militias. Yeah. Because uh, even though like they pulled out, it's actually not all the militia. But who knows? Like maybe the militia group might be like, yo, fuck, this is way too hot. We can't stay in here. It's not worth the money to, to die for. So they peace out as well. And that's why it's gone crazy. Yeah. I mean, maybe in some respect, but you always find another sucker to uh, to sign up and go. It's not even the peons who are actually doing the quote-unquote fighting that are um, the people you worry about. It's the, it's the um, executives that are rolling in dough after their company gets these contracts. Yeah. Right? Yeah, it's true. Like, the, the soldiers themselves leave traumatized. Yeah. How much are they making, right? At the end of the day, it's not worth it. Like, yeah, they're the, probably making a good living. I don't know about good living. Imagine like they're making good money. All right, from yeah. what they would have been able to do. What's, yeah. what's good money to them? It could be like seventy-five k. A lot of people probably did not qualify to make anywhere near that. Yeah, but seventy-five k to go over there and fight a war. Yeah, to get a chance to be blown up. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, so it's just super expensive, right? Mm-hmm. Just running it and. You know, there's always that line where they say, like, Taliban people, you know, said, who cares, man? We have all day. We can Mm -hmm. just chill here all day. Yeah. We have all the time in the world. It's like every day that you're out here, you're stretching out your your resources. Mm -hmm. Like, it must be the debt that must have triggered it, where they're, like, saying, like, fuck, we can't. (laughs) We have to find a way to reduce some of the spending. Yeah. I mean, the military spending is crazy. You you can't look at your your national debt like a household debt. It's not the same. Mm -hmm. Right? At the end of the day, they have to do things like pass the infrastructure bills and all that kind of stuff. And they're they're clamoring, well, how are we going to pay for it? Well, here's the money right here. We're leaving Afghanistan. Let's pay for our infrastructure. Yeah. Yeah, it must be it, right? Because when you're saying like nation building, it's almost like they haven't built their own nation. Then now they have to freaking come back and, and do it. Definitely not. I mean, there's bridges and all sorts of shit all over the U.S. that are collapsing. There's condos that are falling down. Yeah, like that that doesn't happen. That shouldn't happen in the U.S. It's it's true because if you're walking around thinking you're the number one country in the world, mm-hmm. you have other people like powerhouses like yeah, Russia laughing probably. Um, Large parts of the U.S. is a shithole. Shithole. Like you've been in New York City. Have you taken the subway in New York? Yeah, it's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it is like something you'd see out of Saw. Like you expect Jigsaw to like ride his tricycle out of the subway tunnel. Yeah, yeah. It is, it is dank. It is dirty. It's disgusting. It's true. Who wants to put up with that? And I'm sure, like, I'm sure, like, on another podcast, we'll talk about like the return to work, yeah. and you know, people being asked to return to the office. I look at a condition of like U.S. infrastructure, either being stuck on the highway in like California. 
stuck on the highways in New York City, st- having to take the transit system anywhere, anywhere in the U.S. Yeah. Why would people want to do that anymore? Right? That's yeah. part of it, right? Why would they want to subject themselves to this demeaning experience and then end up at a workplace for eight hours to have more demeaning experience and then have another hour of demeaning experience to get home? Yeah. Where they're renting a house, they can't even afford to own that house. <laughs> yeah, that's that's another topic. It yeah. is another topic, <laughs> yeah. for uh, sure, but it's all related. Yeah. You're just speaking of, like, New York City. I remember the last time I went in there, maybe three years ago, I think you went more recent than I did. Yeah. Um, and you're going over from, from the airport into the city, and you're paying that cab fare, and you're like, motherfucker, this thing's running up high. Mm-hmm. Because it's so expensive. By the time you get in from the airport to the city, it's like almost a hundred bucks U.S. right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's beside the point. I was just looking at it, and you just see like so much steel, like bridges built out of steels. Mm-hmm. And I'm just thinking, you know how every single city, like if you go to a city, you just look back and you're like, this is a a place in a time. Like, this is, like, the 1900s. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a perfect place to explain it. Like, you go to Paris or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, 1800s or something like that. Yeah. UK, even further back. And then now I'm looking at, like, US. or you're looking at everything being, this is, like, the 1900 or, like, the last 150 years. Yeah. What's, like, the future city to, uh, that's going to look like? Because you have, like, Tokyo or something like that where it's, like, bullet trains everywhere. Yes. So, um, but, yeah, like... Done withdrawn out of it. We can talk about like the Biden speech where he came out and, and kind of blamed uh, their people, right? Yeah, he was aggressive. Yeah, but do you think it was a weak thing? Because like I was talking with Sarah, Sarah's like uh, Biden is speaking the truth though. If if they're not even willing to fight it, you know, they're not motivated to fight for their own freedom. Like we we can't do anything else for them. I agree. I mean, speak the truth. That's the principle that we all believe in, right? You always have that one coworker who asks you for help and they, they didn't even try it themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they just have no idea how to like Google something first. They just automatically reach out to you. <laughs> Obviously, it's a different circumstance, different level of consequence. When you just when you just said that, I'm just thinking like as a as a father. When your kid just asks you to do stuff, and then I'm like, "No, you try." So I can't. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I'm like, dude, you didn't even try. I, I, I've seen <laughs> I've seen Z in that phase before. Yeah. Like, you didn't even help me, and now you're asking me to like demanding me to do stuff. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, he had to come. I mean, Biden had to come out as aggressive and state the facts. Um, we'll never know what the facts truly are. Yeah, right. Um, by all means, I think the the uh, the Afghan forces and the government kind of collapsed. But, yeah. I mean, you didn't support them. You didn't leave them training. Again, probably the number of contractors you had there, it, it, you just didn't support them. But they, at the end of the day, they didn't, they didn't stand. Yeah. Probably because they knew it was, a fu- it was futile. They were there for 20 years. Yeah. What are they going to do by themselves? Yeah, that's true. And they knew, like internally they know it's like yeah we can't take on these taliban these taliban people are crazy yeah because these people are just taught and learned to fight and and die mm. <laughs> like versus like you give anything to to us we're like shit is it worth 
fighting and dying for. I think yeah. we, we we talked about this like way way earlier in a yeah. couple of episodes. Would you fight for your country? Yeah. Um, and then when you look at the president, if you if you want everyone to fight on the same level, then everyone will have to sacrifice at the same level. Yeah. But when you're in the hierarchy, in the chain of hierarchy, if your top dog leaves, yeah, then you're like, yo, fuck this. Like, if this guy who's the so-called most important person that, you know, we have to try to keep alive as well, if he pieces out, mm-hmm. what hope is there for us to even, you know, stand up to these guys? Yeah. No, I, I agree. They need something to rally behind. Right now, there's nothing. And I don't even think... No, they can't rally shit anymore. I don't <laughs> even think the Allied forces even inspired people to rally behind them. Um, certainly they offered maybe a better alternative to what is happening now. Yeah. Um, Taliban just kind of ruling with an iron fist at this point. Did you see that they went and enjoyed themselves at the amusement park, riding (laughs) the bumper cars and like having, they were eating like ice cream cones and having a great time. Then they burned the fucking amusement park to the ground. Really? Oh, fuck. (laughs) They burned it down, man. They don't agree with that shit, but they used it one last time. (laughs) Got the friggin', um... What was it? The uh, waffle cake? Funnel cake? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, it, it's... But even then, like, Afghanistan, you only hear about those two or two places or what? Like, uh, the cities. But outside of that, it's, like, just mountains. Yeah. Even in that film I watched, they're fighting in mountains. Like, again, people are just living on the hillside. Mm-hmm. They don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> Definitely not. There's no internet, right? Yeah, until there's Elon, no internet. Until Elon Musk rolls around. They're walking in, in there in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. and you can't see shit in the film. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't have lights. Mm-hmm. They can't just leave a fire going, and yeah. they're being pulled out. But yeah, it's just, I'm just thinking a good, I guess the X number, or like the population that would be most affected by losing this freedom is a lot more mm-hmm. but overall in terms of the landmass, like the, the reach of people across the whole country as itself yeah all those people in the mountains are like fucking enjoying it because now they don't have to see fucking helicopters yeah flying over and drones fly, flying over Definitely not they can enjoy their weddings in peace yeah um should there be anyone that's feeling bad right now because i mean u.s has gone through various iterations so they started out with the initial force. They took forces out to go to Iraq. Barack Obama put more forces in. He wanted to end the war. Yeah. So he put more forces in. Trump took them, took them out. And then the final withdrawal under Trump and Biden. Right? Is there anything left for to feel... I mean, yes, the refugee uh, situation. Should we be feeling bad at this point? There are people saying that, oh, we should have stayed. Or we should have left forces there. Like that is a fa- fallacy. Again, yeah. I go back to like my desk job sitting at a computer, right? People say, "Oh, we worked on this project for two years. How can you cancel it?" <laughs> right? I mean, we spent so much money and time on it. Like, we want to see it through. Like, nope, that project was garbage. Yeah, that thing we were developing sucked. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> why are we putting more money into it? Same fallacy. People are saying, "Okay, well, we've been there for twenty years, but." Twenty first year was the year that's gonna solve it. You you fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I think pulling out's probably the benefit. You know, it's most beneficial for, or not beneficial, but like it's you gotta cut your losses at some point, right? Yeah. You're not winning it. You're 
one way or another, you're going to have to lose face. And mm-hmm. it's, again, it's not like the first time that there's it's happened. It's maybe consecutively, if yeah. you think about it, like the major major wars that they've fought. Mm-hmm. They have to fly out. They have to, like, run back with yeah. the tail in between their legs. And it's almost proven to a point, like, you would think if there is any country in the history of, you know, the world, of, of the world, that would be able to kind of manage and be able to have this kind of grip worldwide, mm-hmm. it would be the U.S. Mm-hmm. But again, it's almost like natural law. Like there's a balance. Yeah. Like you can't, no matter how much money you have, you can't just like fight a war halfway across the world. Like there's there's no way. You're, you're still stretching yourself thin. Yeah, and you need some some level of ingenuity and genius to be able to figure it out, and it just hasn't been there. Right, the U.S. figured out, you know, how to bomb Japan, right? So they figured out how to bomb Japan during the Second World War. Yeah, right. They figured out how to break the German code, the Enigma machine. I thought that was a oh, that's a UK. UK Allied forces. Let's just say, yeah, you have to have some ingenuity to figure certain things out. Like you spend, I... they, they spend so much time at an impasse. Right, these wars are not easily fought. Right. You have to have some breakthrough. The U.S. haven't been able to find that breakthrough. I'm, I think the U.S., in terms of military history, success is overblown. If you think about it, like, they, they had, like, the Boston Tea Party. They overthrew it, and they won that war against, you know, the British. Yes. And that's probably might have been, like, their true true like victory like yeah that's the best victory ever because it built a nation yeah. but other than that they're not winning like these wars like you're th- talking about like the spanish war yeah. and if you actually look it up like i watched something recently on it and mm-hmm. i heard it on the podcast like uh, the hardcore history mm-hmm. they're saying like even in that war like the filipinos like that army had done most of the heavy were lifted yeah but because of like the the times it was re- almost racially driven yeah uh the spanish didn't want to lose face and lose to a bunch of asian like yeah uh islanders and then so then when the u.s came along they're like you know what let's just like lose to them and let them take it or you know i'd rather lose to the u.s than lose to the philippines Mm -hmm. so that's not a real victory right there yep civil war they were fighting each other yeah they're fighting each other (laughs) it's bound to be one one winner uh World War One, they came in like way late. Yeah, last like a year and a half or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. And then, yeah, World War Two, similar case. They they didn't come in until the until the very end. Yeah, um, the firebombing of Tokyo and the two atomic bombs. Yeah. So, um, and then the Korean War, yeah. they lost uh, they lost that one too. Got pushed back by China. Yeah, got pushed back by China. Um, Vietnam. They lost that one. We know that one for sure. Now the Afghanistan war. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they've they've been winning. No, it's just like they've had the money, and they were able to write the history because they're the victor. And at a certain point, they 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 figured out that war is profitable. Yep, as well. So it always has me now wondering. So now that we're in our first pandemic in a hundred years, and you know, in our lifetime there have been what there's the Gulf War. The war in Afghanistan, the war in Iraq, the, you know, there's three wars or whatever. Um, what's the next one going to be? 
mm-hmm. right? Because you know it's going to be coming up. Is it going to be Biden that pushes this next war? What's it going to be? I don't know, right? But there's, you know there's going to be one again, and it's yeah. going to involve the U.S. <laughs> yeah, but like, yeah, they're looking weak as heck right now. Yeah. And honestly, you're just thinking like maybe we're not saying it, but we're probably both th- thinking it. It's probably like China. I was thinking, thinking of flex. I know Trump was talking shit the other day. Yeah. It's like, you know, China is a beautiful country with such a rich history. It would be a shame if like it got blown up. Yeah. You're not the president anymore. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> yeah. Now, those two countries, will, I don't want to say never. They need each other economically. Yeah. It's, it's very tied together. Yeah. Um, it won't happen. I'm just going to say that. Not, not in our lifetime. Let's hope. Let's hope so. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's definitely a lot more shit that people have to attend to at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, definitely. We have to knock down this virus. Yeah. This virus. This whole climate shit. Yeah. I mean, that's several different topics. Now we're spinning off into several different topics yeah, yeah, we yeah. talk about. It's all centered around the U.S. too. So the U.S. is struggling on coronavirus. Mm-hmm. If the U.S. doesn't get their act together on climate change, we're, we're not going to meet the goals. So, um, I mean, a lot is depending on that. Now that they're out of Afghanistan, hopefully they can focus on some better things. Yeah, for sure. But definitely one of the crazier things. I don't know. When you live this life, I don't know if it's because we have the luxury of kind of looking back. We're kind of like reflecting it on the day of it's a lot of shit that's happened you you think you live we, we live a boring not boring but like a very average life mm-hmm. where we experience nothing but like a lot of shit happens around us yeah like bombings this war yeah and seeing the shit this is something that i didn't think I would, I would ever see yeah it's even crazier than a video game we're privileged to be in a place where you know the only out of ordinary thing that happens is the store is like out of milk and now you have to go to another store. It's an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah. Right. But there's people who are just afraid of being bombed every day. Like you're afraid the Taliban's going to come to your house and like, you know, do their thing, whatever they do. Yeah. But you know, this whole democracy thing might not work across all countries. I get it. I'm kind of torn in this. Mm. It's like, yes, all the women will lose all the rights kind of stuff. But they should get the hell out of there. I know it's hard to, it's easy for me to say here, yeah. but like for them again, earlier on in this podcast, just saying like, them thinking that the U S will stay here forever and keep them safe. Mm-hmm. It's hard, man. would be pushing out mm-hmm. to, to kind of go somewhere else and be like, Hey, let me into, you know, Afghanistan, no, not Afghanistan, but like U S or yeah. like, yeah, pakistan or something like that but yeah i don't know ultimately this shit is crazy and maybe just no one touched that fucking area (laughs) yeah it it seems like it's everything that the u.s touches kind of turns to shit at this point well even the soviets like it's just like just leave them be man they're just they just want to live their life i get it like you know the girls are born into like being the father and knowing like oh you're there yeah whatever your kids are born into that's what you're gonna follow the islamic rules pretty much and that or the law and that is in more than one place right these whole traditions but Um, we're also assuming that the men there 
or as progressive as as us in our thinking like women equal rights definitely not so for them it's a it's the norm yeah we can't be bringing this like western values to that that part of the world yeah and i think this whole afghanistan thing i mean it's it's sad to see it happening i'm sure we're gonna see more reports of like some bullshit going down Mm -hmm. at the hands of the taliban how Uh, long will that last right I think it's going to continue. The Taliban, they're, they're, they were trying to have the narrative that they've changed. Yeah. The Taliban hasn't changed. No, right? but that narrative is going to be driven to us long enough for us to care, mm-hmm. at which we will not care about this whole Afghanistan business anymore, and, they can, and they'll carry on doing it. We're going to main, have these random people reporting on it. Yeah, it will be the mainstream me- corporate media. Your CNNs and your Fox won't be talking about it exactly. anymore, right? You want to go to like YouTube and, and find out about it? Sure. Al Jazeera will probably cover it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would want Canada to now focus more attention on Haiti, what's happening in Haiti, like earthquakes and tropical storms that are just hitting them like crazy. It's just a, a terrible situation there. The president got assassinated what, yeah. two months ago or whatever. There's a lot of shit going down there that I wish I understood better. Yeah. Right? And there's a, a long history of, you know, the French were responsible for ruling Haiti and bringing people there. I think the American had some intervention at, there at some point. I think Haiti was like the first colonial state. To kind of win their own independence. Yeah, at what cost, though? Because they had to yeah. pay enormous taxes for just being there, yeah. right? So by the time they were able to set up their independent nation, they were poor as fuck, mm-hmm. right? They're on the same island, on the same landmass as Dominican Republic, and Dominican Republic doesn't have these problems. Mm-hmm. Dominican Republic is better land, yeah. right? Less prone to these disasters. Yeah. Uh, it's just a, it really is a, a, a terrible situation there. I think there should be more humanitarian attention paid there. Um, not saying take away from what that's happening in Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. I saw a change.org petition saying stop the Taliban. I'm gonna sign you, it. Yeah. <laughs> Little did you know yeah. in the fine print they're saying you just volunteered to join the, the Canadian forces. I did. Well, I mean, everyone set up my GoFundMe. Uh, for my funeral expenses, <laughs> we'll check you out. Uh, but yeah, that it's true. A lot of shit happens, and I try to stay off the news as much as possible. Yeah, I, I don't care for the mainstream media too much, like the corporate news, because I, I know they're always spinning a narrative, um, and everyone really is, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's kind of the the flavor de jour. Right, Afghanistan is on the tip of everyone's tongue for this last two weeks before, and like maybe another couple weeks. Then yeah. what? Right. What's what's next? All the memes will be gone because they're done burning down everything. Yeah. Taliban, just let it burn. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's crazy, but I'm glad we can talk about this. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's like closing a chapter in our life. Yeah, twenty years. I mean. You can just kind of write. It's a, it's a story that has no good ending. Yeah, but it's a, it's like a war that everyone can ref, like will reference. Yeah, that's yeah. It's, it's which is like Mash, right? Mash is referencing like the Korea War. Yeah. This is like Game of Thrones. It's like what a story we were building until the very end. Then it all fell apart, and we didn't know what we were doing. And we just wrote, wrote it really quickly and ended it. Yeah, 
but yeah, just like that. All right, we'll chat next time. All right, peace. peace.